0: Let's go. Football carts collecting and investing. Another fun episode of the Quest Cast. At the end, Andy's got a really undervalued wide receiver that he's going to give you for the play of the week. But Andy, we talk about hype cycles, and it's the NFL draft, baby. And what makes this hype cycle interesting compared to the Super Bowl, where it's just two teams with a couple of players, the hype cycle for everyone going into the NFL draft is absolutely fantastic right now, which is why we recommend people to sell – Obviously, it depends on the situation, but selling right now is definitely not a bad option.
1: (laughs) It's a great option, Carter, because uh, I I am personally selling many different cards, guys that have been hyped up based on the new team scenario that they're in uh, after the free agency period. I think we're in a perfect spot to capitalize on hype for a lot of guys that just aren't going to. The hype's not going to be there uh, after the draft unfolds based on landing spots. And uh, yeah, they could potentially go out and overperform in September, but why take that risk? Why take the risk of a new rookie supplanting them on the depth chart? And why not capitalize on the hype that we're seeing right now? I mean, the the market is showing scarcity; it's showing a tremendous amount of demand, especially when you look at eBay and you look at autograph cards, serial number cards. We're seeing a ton of sales volume, and I'm selling cards for players that I would never really think I would sell right now. But
0: it it all makes sense. Yeah, so let's give some specificity here. So before the episode, we we're talking about different quarterbacks. And last week, the only objective thing that I would tell each and every one of our listeners to do is sell all your Kyle Trash cards. College uniforms, anything pro uniforms. Number one, he's probably not going to be a great NFL quarterback. But number two, I mean, this is as hot of a hype cycle you ever see for someone who has never you know, seen the field and he's definitely not going to see the field next year with Tom Brady, but some other players that we would tell people to look into as, as far as selling is concerned, let's just say someone like Marcus Mariota, where the Falcons currently have a top 10 pick. And let's just say that they draft Malik Willis. Well, guess what's going to happen to Marcus Mariota's uh, stock. It's going to go down. Right now, Mariota cards aren't going for that much based off of you know his initial hype cycle, Andy, once it, it was announced that he was going to the Falcons. And look, at that time, people that were buying at the, were looking like, oh, well, that quarterback room is wide open. But now that we're closer to the draft, with Atlanta needing another quarterback in that room, that would be someone that you could look into uh, selling right now if you do have something especially really rare. Uh, if mm-hmm. not, you're gonna have to wait until you know going into the season, and hopefully Mariota would still be the guy. Who's to say Malik Willis doesn't come in there? And let's just say if he was drafted by Atlanta, and and doesn't just come out and win that job outright. So it, it's that's just one player, Andy. But overall, the market is really, really, really hot right now for all cards and really all positions. Tight end cards, tight end cards are going mm. uh, uh for for some good prices right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I just sold a Noah Fant rookie ticket auto for forty dollars, and Noah this was a Fant. card that. <laughs> Who is this quarterback? Noah Fant, huh? huh? Drew Locke, Colin Kaepernick coming back. I don't, I don't know. You... Geno Smith back for a year. Uh, it's not, it's not exciting. There's a big question mark. Maybe Baker Mayfield's going to go to Seattle, uh, and you know, there's gets a little bit of hype there for it. But you know, Noah Fant does have a, an incredible athletic profile college resume so you know I think that's kind of what dra- is driving it but otherwise yeah there's a huge question mark for quarterback for him but and and this was a card that I bought during the season last year for $20 out the door and and now flipping it for $40 I'm like yeah I'm going to take that deal you know it's it's a non-numbered card is a 2019 rookie ticket auto it's a nice design and, and it's got that on-card autograph he's got pretty good penmanship but still like don't turn down the the double up on a player like that, that I'm not expecting to overperform in 2022. I think it's a much longer shot. I'd, I'd like to take that that $40 and then reinvest that into Albert Wimbaum, who's still on the Denver Broncos with a great athletic profile, but now got Russell Wilson, you know, one of the, one of the great quarterback uh, specialists in the league. And so that's just a prime example, but, Look at the sales volume that you can see for Sam Darnold, man. Sam Darnold's still selling right now. And it's like Carolina has got to draft a quarterback. I I think that they're probably going to start this quarterback um, in 2022. I think, I don't know, my bet is on Carolina actually drafting Malik Willis and then him beating out Sam Darnold. They actually roll him out week one in 2022. Uh, That's kind of my
0: prediction. I'd love to hear what you think about that, Carter. Yeah, I could see that happening as well. So once again, these quarterbacks that are very speculative, former first-round picks, uh, the Jameis Winston's of the world, you never know when a hotshot quarterback could come in, right? What if Kenny Pickett goes first round? That's someone that a lot of people like a lot. Desmond Ritter has a lot of first-round speculation. Matt Corral. So once again, even though this draft class isn't really that great, and let's just say each and every one of you listening to this right now does not think the draft class is that great, that doesn't always matter in cards. It's just the truth. Sometimes, more often than not, Andy, your performance has very little to do with your speculation and your card prices. And, you know, if you are watching on YouTube, you're looking at a Sam Darnold card. um, Once again, a very rare, nice auto card going for 360 bucks. Sam Darnold is terrible. We know this. That is factually mm-hmm. accurate. He's it's never going to work. Sell now. If you can sell every day. I I mean just sell Sam Darnold now. It's over. He's horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know for sure it wasn't the Adam Gase thing. It was Sam Darnold being bad. So take advantage of this draft market and here's the thing about the draft is that everybody's got hope. Everybody. That's the thing. Everyone feels relatively positive about their team compared to the actual season where wins and losses actually happen. So that's why we are telling all our listeners to heavily consider selling their cards because they are going um, right now, Andy. I mean, you do price market analysis every week. It does seem the football card market is still pretty hot. Uh, It's very hot. Now, one
1: thing I will say is, you know, players that come off of come off of red hot seasons last year, like you take Justin Jefferson, for example, when he was coming off that season, his base rookie ticket autos were going for 300 350 in some cases, those have actually cooled off a little bit, but they're still at $250, right? Uh, the Jamar Chase rookie ticket autos have cooled off from the initial release of where they were at like $1,000 because they were literally at that point, they were like the eBay one of ones. This goes back to what we were talking about last week that happened with the UFC card. Whenever that product is very first release, he pays such a premium for being the first one to buy that card for the market. And it's like, why? Why? Just wait a month for that card to circulate and it'll drop a couple hundred dollars because now there's a dozen listings instead of one. Um, And so that's what we kind of seen with Jamar Chase. It's not to say that card's still selling for $400, $500 for the rookie ticket auto, which is a lot of money, right? But, I mean, that's down from half. uh, That was down from half where it was at $1,000. And I think that just goes to show you that that news alone or speculation alone can only drive a player's card up so much. You know, It, it, it eventually goes back to like the supply and demand of what's in the market Versus what people are willing to pay and now people have more time because games aren't going on like you know you have more time to actually do research and properly comp cards out and hopefully you're like watching my videos to see how to do that and stuff and you're listening to us so you see how we do that. And so you know we see those values kind of leveling now for these guys so news is only driving these up uh, so much and to where people are like, no I'm not gonna reach for that that card and spend 500 or a thousand dollars on it.
0: Yeah, and this leads us into our our next topic is landing spot matters so much. So obviously, you know, players are going different places. I'll say this right now. I don't think, and I know this is kind of a random player. I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to be the same player in Miami that that he is in Kansas City, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, winning in Kansas City and, you know, being the the marquee QB wide receiver duo – I, 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 I'm not a believer in Tua. So I would heavily consider you look into, you know, from now until the start of the season, moving some Tyreek Hill product. Um, So, you know, where you go matters so much for who you are as a player. So keep that in mind during this draft cycle. Now we, because it is such a big story, we do say this a lot on the podcast, make sure you keep looking at, checklist and release dates. Very important because new products going to be hitting the shelves pretty soon. Prism will be hitting the shelves pretty soon. And Mm -hmm. it is kind of weird because it's the last year's draft class rookie cards in their pro uniforms. And in just a few weeks, we're going to see what the new draft class is going to look like, but then their college uniform products will start trickling out. So it is kind of confusing if you are new, but that's just where we are. There's still big product waiting to be released andy and it is very important to keep that in mind
1: yeah uh, new product coming out prism optic select that's that's major releases man that's stuff that's going to hit walmart's target online uh you know card stores everywhere that that's major release product we're talking blasters hangers cellos the whole nine yards this is you know, gonna put a big influx of product into the market, but for 2021, guys, it's almost like Carter. I wonder if Panini has their own NFL draft scouts and they go and they like research, like, how good is the 2022 class gonna be? And they're like, well, it's looking kind of weak, uh, guys. Um, you you might want to delay the release of 2021 till uh, April May, capitalize on the former class while the new class is coming out. I don't know if you like you know. Obviously, I'm just kind of joking, but it, can, no, it could it, be some seriousness to I, that.
0: No, I, 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 it is funny, right? Because it is so different than you know. Obviously, the Joe Burrow 2020 product being released in December of nineteen. Uh, it's it's just so nuts that or, or December 20, but still it's still so nuts that this is how the release calendar actually worked out. Of course, some of that was supply chain issues and all that but you know it's it's important to keep that in mind. But Andy, obviously you know you you as you always do, you show a few you know cards and prices on on, on the screen throughout as far as sales is concerned, uh, before we get to the next topic, is there anything over the past week? Or, month leading into the draft that has really caught your eye
1: in in terms of uh potential investment or just um like market analysis,
0: just anything that's just that that makes you go, Wow, this is pretty interesting!
1: Well, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's just um the the deep sleepers, guys that we consider deep sleepers, like guys that were almost forgotten about. Like, great example is Marlon Mack, you know. Um, I mean he was virtually forgotten about just just buried in the ashes uh underneath Jonathan Taylor uh there in Indianapolis and he gets you know new life in Houston on a depth chart with um you know I guess David Johnson hasn't fully retired yet and Rex Burkhead's still there but so like he kind of steps into this rb1 role but on a dumpster fire of a team and um there's been hype for his cards like I've seen his values go up like I was buying a bunch of Marlon Max back in 2021 because I'm like, man, this guy rushed for over a thousand yards with the Colts. Like he was explosive at one point. You know, I don't think he's toast yet uh, with modern sports medicine. You can come back from a ruptured Achilles and, and he's had like a whole year to pretty much do nothing, but like, you know, run the practice squad for Indianapolis and you know, here he is. And so I've been selling some rookie ticket autos of Marlon Mac for three to four X of what I bought them for. Last year, but they were like literally, I was buying them for less than five dollars a piece, and now I'm selling them for around 15 to 20. So, even like super deep sleepers like that, there's even been speculation, and we talk about landing spots a bit, but there's been a lot of hype lately for Sammy Watkins, a guy that's been notorious with injuries, uh, inflamed out on a variety of different teams. But now he gets a one year contract with the Green Bay Packers, and the Aaron Rodgers correlation hype all of a sudden have thrusted Sammy Watkins cards up to the next level of demand and, and price, you know, tier. So like, those are prime example of guys like you could have bought absolutely dirt cheap last year. And those are the biggest movers we've seen leading up into the draft. And I definitely think there's going to be a cool off for a lot of these guys come May and June after the draft unfolds. And we see landing spots of the rookies.
0: And, And think about it this way, right? Especially in May and June, because the product of this last class is coming out, that's where the money is going to go, right? People are going to want to be buying not only the product itself to rip, but the cards that come out of that product. So it would be smart to sell those guys. Also, uh, a player like Marlon Mack, for instance. Something else, Andy, you bring up a really good point. I understand, and and we'll we'll never hide away from this, quarterbacks is where you can – turn and make the most money selling and flipping cards, right? I've been very fortunate to make a decent amount on Joe Burrow cards, right? Part of that was just cards that I thought that I would never sell, and then the Super Bowl prices got so outrageous. I have a bunch of big life events coming up. It, it, I'm going to buy those cards back at some point, but it, it's it's very important you know, to keep that in mind to strike while the market's hot. Something else uh, that you brought up, Andy, if you can ever get an auto of an active player for less than $5, sometimes it's just worth it. It just is right. That's not to say that the card is going to three X, four X, five X, like Marlon Mack cards. But for instance, there's, let's take a player like Zay Jones, right? Once again, he's Mm -hmm. not a quarterback. So, you know, the the hype cycle isn't going to get absolutely ridiculous, but, I saw a rookie ticket auto of his, and this was before the the Jaguars thing was announced. Uh, I saw a rookie ticket auto of his go for ninety nine cents in in an auction, and I could have bid ninety nine cents on a Zay Jones rookie ticket auto, and his prices might still be down, and I might still be able to go get that card. But you know, if I'm not mistaken, the Jaguars handed Zay Jones a lot of freaking money. Right. You can still get his look. It's on the screen. Now. You can still get his rookie ticket auto for less than five bucks right now. I don't think Zay Jones is anything special, but all it takes is one big week with a super hot hobby player with Trevor Lawrence for that card to go from three to 20 to 25 at the very least. So sometimes it's sometimes just worth it. Sometimes it is, especially if you're going to a card show. Let's say you find some Zay Jones cards in a dollar box, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. It's it's worth taking a shot, particularly at these shows. So, you know, whether it be eBay or or whatever, that $1 to $5 price range, if you are able to take advantage of it, here's another example of it. Chandler Jones, this is a defensive player, and they tell you all the time, defensive cards aren't going to do anything. I bought huge lots of Chandler Jones cards, and guess what? Andy, as you know, I, I sold them for two X, three X, and it, it was worth it. So if you get such a dirt cheap price and the player is still active and there is some hype, there is some draft capital around him, maybe just, maybe it's, it, it's worth spending just two or three bucks on that card. Yeah,
1: man, no doubt. Like that's one of my dreams is to go to a card show uh, or card shop where the owner is devaluing these modern sleeper skill position players' cards that are autographed. And uh, and then you go in, it's like you just clean up out of the dollar bin. Uh, like, prime example, I, I did go to a card shop with my dad. Uh, he had a stack of Topps Chrome Mike Evans cards. And he was selling them for $2 a piece. I was like, $2? Like I think I could probably flip that on a hype cycle for Mike Evans for at least four or five bucks. What happened, I just sold a lot of three of them for $5 a piece. I sold a lot for almost 20 bucks. So, um, you know, that's just a prime example. You know, it's obviously, it's not a, a big value increase. Like I didn't make a bunch of money on that one sale, but my percentage of ROI is really good. You know, it's, it's pretty much a, a, a more than a double up, you know, so as long as like a two and a half X. So just like, you, you know, if you could scale that and, and when you can find these autograph cards for like $10 or under, and, and you understand that a card numbered out of 99 or card numbered out of 49 or a rookie ticket auto has the potential of being a 40, 50, 60 dollar card in the right hype cycle, you know, and, and have that listed with great photographs. Another thing I like to uh, look for on eBay, Carter, is like cards that just don't have good photographs and they're of a sleeper player. So it's like a double whammy driving the value of that card down. You swoop in, you kind of rescue that card. And take great <laughs> photographs, you know, good lighting, all of a sudden put some lipstick on it, and you'll see somebody reach for that card um, and and pay twice as much for it on a hype cycle, you know, and, and this is like a perfect recipe for success.
0: Yeah, and look, you're not going to make it a fortune, but honestly, sometimes cards are so cheap that you're at the very least going to get the money back for that card, Right. If you absolutely just have to sell it. Now, obviously, eBay takes percentages, but you know if you go to an, a, a, enough card shows, you can get great lots. Um, the it, guy in a dollar box just had really nice Leviska Chenault field level silvers for a dollar per card. Obviously, Andy, you, you saw it. I, I bought them and you know, took advantage of the hype cycle going into last year. So it, it's very important you know, to not just look at the big cards. Obviously, those cards are going to make you the, the most money, but at the same time, you're going to have to spend the most money. And once again, it further shows how important rarity is for certain cards. I always go back to, and I know I mentioned this type of card, but the Josh Allen PSA 10 Prism-based card. So many people have lost money on that card at no fault of their own. They they were like, okay, base is where, where it's at. It's a PSA 10. Let me buy this thing for 900 bucks. No one's making money on that card anymore, right? So always understand what people like is going to change as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's okay. And you're looking at a chart right here. Yeah. It's, I, I it's, Yeah, I pulled up a, a PSA
1: 10 chart of Josh Allen going back to – Uh, 2019 to illustrate this exact point of kind of what happened to Josh Allen's PSA 10 um, in, in his hype cycles. And it was, it's, it's so wild Carter uh, to look at this because you know, this right here, right. His preseason analysis heading into 2020, I pulled this off the CBS sports website was that Josh Allen should not be considered a top five fantasy quarterback. And if you were drafting him in the first four rounds in your one quarterback league, you were making a mistake, and well, we know what happened. He finished as the QB one in 2020. They had a playoff run to the AFC Championship with the Chiefs. That you know, the first one that they lost. The cards went back down, but you can see they were at a thousand dollars there, and this is where his cards peaked in the draft, right at the draft in April of 2021. This was the draft hype cycle. This is the effect that the draft has on players that performed. Well, the season prior, he overperformed in 2020. He continued that hype, built upon it. In fact, after losing in the championship game to the Chiefs, and his cards went up to new highs of you know around 1500 bucks, only to go back down. They tried to maintain, they lost the first week to Pittsburgh. That was a bad look. They had a couple other, they they lost to the Jaguars. We talked about that, so it just never. He never went and overperformed compared to what he did in,
0: in 2020. And that's why they never, they never grew. And that's crazy because, you know, his playoff run this past year was just so freaking nuts. And, you know, that's one of my favorite things about, about Josh Allen is like, he's an affable guy, right? He's about to do this golf thing with uh, Brady Mahomes and, and Rogers. Uh and I, I do think he's going to win a Super Bowl at some point. It's just I would not spend it on a PSA ten prism because that card is everywhere now. Um, you know, it's 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 very fascinating how much that that change. You know, you see at the beginning of the twenty twenty preseason analysis to where it is now. It's practically the same thing. And I hate that so many people spent that much money on a base card. It's just you know the reality of the situation, whereas a Brady-based rookie is the exact opposite. It's a high-in-demand card pretty much at all times, um, and it, it's, it blows my mind, Andy. It really does.
1: Yeah, compare that to Lamar Jackson, who is coming into the 2020 season, coming off of the legendary historic 2019 MVP season that he had, where he led in rushing and passing, uh, touchdowns. And, and so he was the consensus QB one right next to Patrick Mahomes heading into 2020. And you can see the price that his base prism PSA 10 got to in September of 2020 close to $3,000. This is $3,000. This is three times as much as the peak that Josh Allen's ever got to. So think about that in comparison about how inflated this card got. And, um, and I mean, you see what happened, like his accuracy fell off in, in, uh, in 2020. Um, I, I put, I put, you know, they, they ultimately lost to the bills in that, in the playoffs where Lamar Jackson had an ugly interception. Uh, so it just, his, his passing numbers declined. He only had 2,700 pads. So the Ravens became even more run heavy in 2020 as well. So you can see where the value and, and he didn't really get the hype coming into the draft in 2021, but that's because. His cards got so inflated at the beginning of the season and then he underperformed on top of it. So his expectations for 2021 actually went down throughout the draft hype cycle, throughout the offseason, heading into 2021, where they were, you know, you can see here they were under a thousand dollars. And and he just didn't live up to that again. So they continued to drop to now where they are at now, uh, just you know, a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks or whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love Lamar. I really do. But man, you know, the, the AFC North being the way that it is now, is he QB three in that division? Is he QB one in that division? We'll see if MVP Lamar comes back, like you've mentioned before, Andy, it was one of the best seasons we've ever seen uh, a quarterback have. but you know, that, that would be something I would recommend everyone. I, I, I would just stay away from, from PSA 10 base. But at the same time, Andy, as you mentioned a minute ago with Josh Allen, it might be time for people to cash in on the the draft type cycle for the big name players as well, right? You know, for me, the mm-hmm. card, the, the modern card, you know, Josh Allen's modern card is big. Mahomes is a little overpriced for people. I think, you know, obviously Mahomes cards are always going to be, you know, the gold standard of modern football. But it still amazes me, and I know this sounds like a broken record, but how liquid Justin Justin Herbert cards are. It's unbelievable how much people are buying uh, this guy, and it's not quite unbelievable, Andy. I mean, he's obviously one of the most electric quarterbacks we've ever seen uh, in, in this sport, but he is insanely liquid, now Joe Burrow is as well, but I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. So I'm looking at his stuff every day, but you know, maybe Andy, th- this would be a time if you are holding, you know, like a Justin Herbert card and you want to upgrade to another Herbert card, you know, th- this, this, this might be the time to, to, to find a way to, 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 to move off of Herbert and 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 potentially get a bigger one.
1: Very good point. Um, I think it's very good point. You know, um, why not you know uh, obviously we're we're seeing uh all-time highs for his card sales and um and and even in base prisms uh base prism cards are still selling for high now the one thing that you've got to kind of take into consideration is are they still being undervalued? Are they still being undervalued in the sense that could the Chargers make a serious playoff run and Super Bowl run this year? That's the question mark. Like if you do think you believe in them, do you yeah, believe? do you believe in the Chargers making it to the playoffs from the AFC West and actually winning and and like progressing in the playoffs, maybe playing the Bills in the AFC Championship game or something? If you can paint that picture in your head then I would say, you know, probably hold on to them, you know, because that's going to be the peak for Justin Herbert at this point. I think um, those cards could, could potentially drop if they lose some games. Uh, September, October, those cards could drop if they're losing games. It's going to be very much playoff focused for the Chargers from here on out. And Justin Herbert is the captain of that ship, you know, for for you know the most part, obviously, in terms of the hobby, you know. But do you? That's why my question for you: Are do you believe in the Chargers? I do believe in them based on the amount of defensive weapons that they've added. Uh, I I cannot I cannot fathom a playoff scenario that doesn't include the Chargers. Now, whoa!
0: Wait, you cannot fathom it?
1: I no, Mm -hmm. I can't, man. I cannot. I would be shocked. Cannot
0: fathom it.
1: That's a strong (laughs) word. Okay, that's a strong word.
0: Yeah, like as in. (laughs) You cannot fathom means that's 110%, right? I do believe 110%,
1: like whenever I do my playoff uh, tiers, like I've made tiers for each team based on how likely I think they are to make the playoffs, I've got the Chargers at 100% making
0: the playoffs. No, are you serious? At a, Like unequivocally, yes, that they're going to make the playoffs. In a division with Russell Wilson – and the Broncos, who have really good defensive pieces as well. Uh, The same thing could be said about the Raiders with what they've added. Oh, yeah, they've only added the best receiver of the past five years to their roster, and uh, that Mahomes guy, uh, Kansas City. Oh, yeah. The team that's been to four consecutive AFC Championship games. I don't know if I could say I cannot fathom the chargers making it. Now I will say this. I do think the chargers are very interested in making a move for Derek Stingley jr. Uh, that, that, that would, I'm telling Look, you. J-
1: signing JC Jackson in free agency was one of the biggest steals of free agency. That guy had the second most interceptions last year. He comes from a new England bill Belichick defense. I mean, you, you already you add him with Derwin James, uh, and then you had you had Joey Bosa on one side, you had Khalil Mack on the other. I mean, the Charter, if You can imagine if they got Derek Stingley Jr. This is just insane. Like it this would is be like insane. a it behemoth of. And, and we talk about like in real NFL defense wins championships. And Justin Herbert is like you know with the, the, all the experience that he now has of, of playing in clutch situations and converting fourth downs and getting the team to the next the next opportunity. If their defense could just stop. the 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 offense you know on that final drive and give him an opportunity i think the chargers make it to the next level so i just can't see a scenario where they're not in the postseason
0: making a run well if you feel that way then you should hold all your herbert cards and buy more because if because it, it would also be uh herbert's first playoff run too so you would get that playoff hype cycle if he was able to actually get on a run. And if he made yeah. it to the Super Bowl, his cards will we'll go higher than what Burroughs did. I, I truly do believe it. So, And, and that's
1: if, why I talk about um, Justin Jefferson because um, uh, shout out to Todd in our Discord. Uh, he brought up the fact he was like, I thought Justin Jefferson would be higher in my hype index rankings. And I said, well, uh, in, in my rankings, what's holding him back is the fact that the Minnesota Vikings flame out. It towards the postseason every year, yeah. Um, and I, I said, can you imagine what Justin Jefferson's rookie cards would do if he was the number one wide receiver like he has been, but also made a playoff run? And and Kirk Cousins cards would go crazy because they're so cheap for, especially being a 2012 rookie, and with how many stats he's put up on a year to year basis, it's really it's, it's like the Matt Stafford corollary last year that playoff and that Super Bowl run is a, a – is going to be the factor that takes a lot of these guys' cards to the next level.
0: Hobby tip of the week, Andy. It's yours. Go on ahead, buddy.
1: All right. So, so this one goes back to those Marlon Max rookie ticket autos I've been selling, right? Uh, I told you add five of them. But uh, one thing that I would recommend that you do is only list one at a time, list one at a time so you can. Um, So, you you know, so you don't like reveal your entire hand uh, at once. And what that's going to do is it's just going to dilute the scarcity of that card. It's going to give the perception that there's a lot more out there. Than there, than there is, right? So if you only list one at a time, you, you gauge the demand, the interest for that card, you sell it, well, then you list your next one. Um, and that and and this, this is for a few reasons, right? It doesn't dilute the scarcity of that card. It also gives the perception of scarcity around it. And it helps you stay like organized. So you're not like listing three of the same cards at once. And then you're like, all right, which one did I just sell this guy? You know, it's like, and then you have to like label them. I listed li- this one on- you know, April 18th, this one on the 19th and this one on the 20th or whatever the case may be. Um, So there's multiple reasons why I recommend you do that. But I think like, so the second card I'm going to list is going to be now $20. If that one sells at 20, maybe I bump it up to 22. Um, And I'm doing them as soon as I sell it, I'm listing the next one. But I just wouldn't list them all at one
0: time. Yeah, it just depends on your situation. Like, for instance, Andy's point here. Is not anti-sell cards and lots. It's just be careful selling the same card and lots, right? Because, you know, one thing to add on to your hobby tip of the week, Andy, I think sometimes we forget that it is so much harder to sell a card than buy a card. Because one important thing about selling a card, and this is something that's helped me, is – Putting myself in the shoes of the buyer, right? The buyer wants to look at the card and think that they're actually getting something special. The buyer also wants to look at the card when they buy it to see how much room do they have for that card to grow, so they can also sell it for a profit, right? Not everybody is buying that card to collect for their PC, right? It's a totally different thing. So that's very key. I and and honestly, sometimes you know, I I feel that way. Uh, about buying lots, but there's also a piece of me that says I don't want these cards anymore. Let me just sell all, all of them at once. If you have that mentality, once again, you are missing out on profits if you just do a nine cent auction to do it that way. But it, it 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 does take away from the idea that that card that you're buying is really special. If it's like, oh look, I got twenty of these Marlon Matt cards for uh a uh, hundred bucks, $5 a piece. That's not really a good deal. It, it really isn't because you, you got 20 of them. So they're not scarce. And it, it's, it, I actually did that with uh, some world cup soccer cards and those cards are worthless now. And I bought like huge lot of like 40 Landon Donovan cards and it, it was not the right move. And now that I look back at it, Andy, your exact point that you made, I was like, you know what? Maybe me as a buyer should have said maybe these cards aren't special. That I got like a, a thousand land land Donovan cards for like two bucks.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, very cool, man. Mm, sometimes you just know stuff. Sometimes, 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 sometimes. man. Sometimes, uh, uh, uh. uh I, I agree. I agree with that hobby tip of the week. Now, plays of the week before we actually get plays of the week. Andy you are working on something we don't have the full details yet but you're gonna do a break or a break ish we'll call it that a break ish yes yes we are
1: gonna break the Bowman U football hobby box next week guys it is coming in April 27 that's next Wednesday the night uh, the day before the draft kicks off This is going to have juniors and seniors, so draft candidates are going to be in this product, plus guys like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, LSU's infamous Kayshaun Boutte is going to be in there. So we're going to break it, man. We're breaking it live. We're opening it up to the patrons in the Discord server today. Uh, Give them first right of refusal. Let them fill up uh, slots. And then if there's any slots open, we're going to publish that on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, We're going to fill this thing up about 20, 25 slots. And then we're going to break it live next week.
0: Hopefully you'll be able to join me, Carter. Patreon.com slash football cards. It's just worth the for you to join our club right? Where we talk about football cards all the time. So if you are passionate about it, if you have questions, it's a good way to reach me or Andy. So make sure you check that out. I'm really excited about it because I am a college uniform guy. I I like college uniform cards. Not everybody does. So that's something I like about Bowman U is that it is a new variation of college uniform cards. Now, Andy play of the week, We tease it at the beginning. You have a very undervalued pass catcher out there. Pass catcher. (laughs) You know what? I thought
1: about the pass catcher at the beginning of the show. Um, I'm going to pivot. This is a guy who actually doesn't catch the ball at all. Um, He's a running back, but he doesn't catch the ball. Let's just forget about his catching, receiving ability. But he is on an elite offense, and he is going to be on a depth chart with an elite pass-catching running back in uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I want to talk about Ronald Jones, Carter. Uh now, now before your jaw hits the floor and you find out about my your reaction to me investing in Ronald Jones rookie cards, um, you know, because he has like pretty much been dismissed, largely dismissed in fantasy land because of his lack of receiving ability. Um, and, you know, but he goes to an elite offense on a soft depth chart. Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been They've tried to give him a workhorse type of, of load. He couldn't handle it. He's been struggling with injuries, Carter, since he's been drafted. Um, and, but he still has very good receiving ability. So it looks like maybe with the fact that Ronald Jones, like if you look at his uh, broken tackles per carry and you look at his explosive run rate and you look at some of his advanced fantasy analytics – his his PFF rushing grade uh, was just as good, if not better, than guys like David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell. He averaged the same amount of yards per carry as Javante Williams. He posted superior yards um, n- yards after catch numbers, or yards after contact. Excuse me, that's why I was getting uh, hung up on. Yards after contact numbers as to Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott, and he broke tackles at a higher rate than Joe Mixon and DeAndre swift so like i'm looking at these advanced fantasy statistics around ronald jones thinking okay he's on the chief's backfield this is a guy that could break out big time at any point in the season on that
0: soft depth chart and his cards are dirt cheap right now i love it man the Ro- the rojo researches i love it how great is it to go from tom brady to patrick mahomes are you kidding <laughs> are you kidding me rojo uh yeah, i like that I like that play of the week um uh, for me, Andy, uh my play of the week is a, a pretty simple one. Look out for veteran wide receivers that are in that three to five year mark, right? There's a lot of very interesting ones right now um uh, you know I, I'm looking at Michael thomas, you know rookie autos it depending on which one you get. Anywhere from $15 to to, to $45 is where you can get one. I like it. You know, if Michael Thomas has shown me that he has wide receiver one upside, I understand that's not going to happen because he's not going to have Drew Brees. But, I mean, if MT-13 does come back to somewhat similar form, that's going to be a big story. It, It really is. And then another receiver that I really do like a lot is Brandon Cooks. Look, Brandon Cooks is a guy that, that I have a lot of, and I found uh, people selling his rookie cards for a dollar each, and I've bought a lot of them. So that is something that I personally have stake in. Um, I, I've sold most of my Michael Thomas cards, and that was before you know this past year, um, but I actually do have a lot in Brandon Cooks right now. Um, and I I do think you know he, this guy's just produced every year. Now, has it been like top five fantasy production? No, but every year he just comes out and balls out. So I I I do like Brandon Cooks. I want I want to share the wealth. Um, uh, and I'm looking to buy potentially more Brandon Cooks because I really do believe he is going to continue his his great play, even if he is staying with Houston and Davis Mills. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and you, you like davis mills so i i, I, I I'll, I'll roll with you on this and i i tell people to keep buying brandon cooks
1: i do i do and i think um you know i think brandon cooks is going to remain the alpha in that offense even if they draft a an elite wide receiver here at the at the end of the first round or something um they they do have so many question marks on their defense it's not like you know and the offensive line. It's not like you, you can see here this bar that I've got. So I've got Brandon cooks, this orange bar is my expectation bar. So you can see, I've got the same amount of expectation in terms of production for Michael Thomas and Brandon cooks, but you can see uh, this blue bar right here is going to be the actual, um, the actual market size and the probability that I think the team's going to make the playoffs. So you can see as much larger light blue bar for the saints still this dark blue bar is going to be their Hall of Fame marker status. You can see Brandon Cooks is on the board, man. This guy, like you said, six out of eight seasons, over 1,000 receiving yards. It blows my mind that he's never been to a Pro Bowl. It uh, blows my mind. But Michael Thomas, of course, being a, a top three wide receiver for several consecutive years with Drew Brees, uh, he's he's been there, and he's got a much larger Hall of Fame marker score. And, um, and, yeah, so once we get a better, like, and then you can kind of look at their rookie – status Michael Thomas obviously got two years on uh, Brandon Cooks so that's kind of going in his favor I like the Michael Thomas play better but if you can get rookie ticket autos of Brandon Cooks for like 10 15 bucks we talked about that Carter I still think that's a that's a home run play with very little downside it's all production driven like with Davis Mills throwing mechanics and if they give him a little bit more protection back there maybe Marlon Mack rips up some defenses on the ground Uh, Davis Mills gets Brandon Cooks out in space, and Brandon Cooks goes out, and he's a top five wide receiver. And it's like that Cordell Patterson corollary where even the team stinks. The guy's performing so well, people cannot help but to see him all over highlights every week and as a top fantasy producer, and the demand goes up for his rookie
0: cards as a result. So So here's what we're going to do. All right. Next week for play of the week, I have to do it because – um you know we got to do this thing called a cliffhanger right on next week's episode i'm going to give you two wide receivers to sell right now and the reason why i'm waiting until next week i'll share why i'm waiting until next week for it uh it has to do with post draft okay Mm -hmm. so um be on the lookout for that. Andy, I appreciate you. Uh, as always, fan, uh, football, patreon.com, such football cards, where you can find it. Check out all of Andy's videos. Peace. That's it. Yes, sir.
1: See you guys next week.